0: Hello everybody, it's Ticket Pitchard here again with the gorgeous Autism Coffee Shop, another brilliant podcast, sorry it's been a while, um, a lovely individual to talk to and to learn from this morning, Marie, who I've known on and off for, I don't know, how long?
1: Several years now, it's been a few years, is not it?
0: God, it is, isn't it? Right, I might have had hair yeah. when I first met you, I don't know, right, <laughs> well on my head, yeah, right, okay, so Marie, welcome to the Autism Coffee Shop with Ticket Pitchard and... Hi, over to you. Introduce yourself.
1: Thank you very much. Lovely to see you as well. Um, Yeah, I'm Marie. I'm 47 47 years old. I keep forgetting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, I'm diagnosed with autism and I also have quite a neurodiverse family. I've got... One son with very complex autism, uh, with very severe Tourette syndrome, ADHD, sensory processing disorder, the whole shebang. And then another one with dyspraxia and mild tics and, you know, associated behaviours from that. So yeah, it's a, a bit of a weird and wonderful family that I live in.
0: Oh, wonderful. Definitely wonderful. Your children are lush and there's no other way from it, as are you. <laughs> um, so today, I thought we'd talk a bit about your experiences of the journey, the pathway, how you found yeah. it, your thoughts, and so on. So you know.
1: yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, for my pathway, it's a very, very different experience to my son's pathway. Um, I found that the children's pathway absolutely horrendous to navigate. It was there was lots of battles. There was people I was coming up against that just didn't seem to understand even what autism really was um whereas my adult pathway was very very different um i sort of recognized many years ago i I was working for an autism care agency and i actually realized i had more in common with the residents than i did the staff (laughs) (laughs) and i was like coming up with these behavior strategies and people are wow this is so cool how do you get this and i i worked out that well that's what i would have done or that's how this makes me feel so to me it was just common sense things that neurotypical people just really weren't getting. And it sort of pushed to the back of my mind until I had my son who was, went on to be diagnosed autistic. And the more I was meeting professionals, there was lots of little hints about, you know, have you ever been tested? And I looked back and thought, well, hang on, do you know what, this would explain a lot about my whole life, you know. I struggled in my childhood, you know, I was very, very different to the other children. I didn't play well with others, you know, I had all those classical symptoms, you know, even as a child, you know, I, I smeared poo, I, you know, I had a lot of very atypical autistic behaviours, mm-hmm. but in the 70s, it was all labelled naughtiness. Yeah. Um, and as a female, obviously, we know now about female autism, presenting very, very differently to male autism. Um, I was just na- labeled as some sort of militant weird kid and <laughs> um, you know i was very very passionate about things i had obsessive interests in particular things particularly insects which is still a, an obsession that i carried oh, through I, to adulthood i've
0: seen I'm, pictures on facebook some of the insects are amazing
1: yeah yeah I, I do i love it you know everyone else gets freaked out and there's me you know holding giant crickets in my hair or you know um, cockroaches I, I absolutely love them so I spent a lot of my childhood isolating myself with just notebooks and drawing insects and writing stories about insects and, and reading lots and lots of books and, you know, really into art, really into um, music, um, but struggled with friendships very, very mm-hmm. badly and um, got bullied a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, all of these things started to come to light. And I thought, do you know what? Is this, is this why I'm struggling with relationships? Is this why I'm struggling with friendships? You know every time I get in a relationship it was failing because people just didn't understand me or wanted to change who I was and I couldn't change who I was it's just intrinsically part of me Yeah. so I decided to go for diagnosis after I'd been actually sent to funnily enough I've been sent to a counsellor for depression and the counsellor went you're not depressed and I said well I don't feel depressed I just feel a bit different so she sort of suggested it because she worked for the same company that does the pathway. So I made the request and it was, it was, you know, it was a lengthy journey. It was about two years in total because it's quite a waiting list. Um, but then once I got, you know, I was on the waiting list and my turn came up, it was all very, very straightforward. It was, you know, they, they phoned my mum up looking at my mum still alive. So she could give them a lot of the background history about what I was like as a child, you know, how I really struggled, you know, with, um, you know, we look back now, what they saw as temper tantrums were actually autistic meltdowns, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, my, my family couldn't understand why I was having these meltdowns over really, to them, stupid things, you know, a change in direction, something being moved, um, you know, uh, furniture being changed. I, I just couldn't cope with it. It would just send me into complete overload. Um, but over the years, I'd obviously learnt these mechanisms um on how to protect myself I'd sort of I'd make a mistake I'm a very fast learner so I'd make a mistake socially and then I go oh that wasn't a very good reaction off people so maybe next time I'll try it differently and sometimes I'd have to make that mistake two or three times before I'd work out what people actually wanted from me um I I love that thing
0: that that what people actually want from you I'm finding that fascinating at the moment because it's like I don't know, there's an actor, there's a performance, there's a, an observer. and we going yeah. to different social situations and boom, you know, yeah. we've yeah. learned from history because we've got those decades behind us to kind of work out, well, the best me for that situation, would you say? It,
1: totally agree. You know, like, you know, we hear a lot now about autistic masking and y- until you're in that situation, I don't think you realize how prevalent it is. Um, I spent, like, not just my childhood, but even in my adulthood, presenting myself in different ways to different people, um, purely so that I could be accepted. Um, so I sort of figured out, well, you know, that particular set of people need me to be this sort of person. Um, you know, I, I, you know just, just back in my 20s, when everyone's out drinking and partying and, you know, doing the typical things, I was just wanting to stay with my dog and my book um, <laughs> and just read, And people just thought this was just really odd. Um, And it meant that I had very, very poor self-esteem, very poor Mm. self-esteem. I had no love of myself. I had no acceptance of myself. And I think, you know, when I first decided to go down the pathway, I I always remember my mum saying to me, you know, we all know you're autistic. So why do you need the label? And I said, I think I need to validate myself. I need to know that I'm not crazy. Um, that this is just all it is it's nothing weird or untoward I'm just autistic so you know obviously I did all the psychology tests and the background history and and it, she said to me I said Marie it's not going to come as a surprise to you but you've you've obviously got what was then Asperger syndrome um, you know obviously um, the diagnostic labels have changed since then but that's officially what I was diagnosed with um, some years back And I cried. I cried with happiness, relief. Um, It was probably the most cathartic thing I've ever done in my life because I felt this sense of suddenly and instantaneously knowing who I was, um, and that all of a sudden, all of those things I was trying to mask and hide, I could just go. Do you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. This is who I am. And. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Okay. Ooh, we have a short you know. moment
0: while a dog says hello, which is lush.
1: <laughs> if anyone rings the doorbell, the dog goes nuts. <laughs>
0: oh, don't worry at all. I love dogs.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, it was. It was just. Um, it was a brilliant time. It, it's. It's boosting my self confidence no end. It's made me really more accepting of myself, and it's. It's not an excuse. It's not like I'm now going. Oh, I'm not going out because I'm autistic. It's more. People understand the whys now, and I don't feel I need to make up excuses like "Oh, I can't because I'm ill." When I'm not, oh, I just couldn't do it. I
0: couldn't. Is, yeah, no, know. no, no. I, yes. I totally get that. I look at yeah. the realisation on my face. <laughs> oh my god, I totally get that. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I can't. I'm ill. My god, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so most people, I hope, when yeah, it's you. We love you. You're awesome. You're amazing. And um, that was the case. I perceive. Uh, well,
1: yeah, yeah, I have to say, I mean, it, it didn't come as a surprise to many of my friends, my family. <laughs> they were all, well, do you know what? This makes a lot of sense. You know, my, my son's consultant at the clinical psych, he was, well, you know, again, you know, he couldn't say anything, but he said it didn't come as a surprise to him at all. But he's, one thing he always said to me was he always found it fascinating talking to me as a parent, parenting an autistic child. Um, he says, because you seem to have a very, very unique view on how to parent your son and um, compared to some of the families i meet because a, a lot of the struggle i find i work as you know with a lot of families mm-hmm. voluntarily uh with you know particularly things like challenging behaviors and and one of the things he said is that the parents struggle with is things like the behavioral challenges and um, because they simply can't understand where they're coming from they can't understand what the why's. um whereas to me it's common sense to me i've been there and i can relate to my son and sit with him and say i get totally why you're doing that i get totally why that would upset you or make you angry and so we have a really really good bond and a really good relationship because he knows there's no judgment there
0: so i mean your work with parents is awesome the insight that you have i think is incredible and i think the professional you were talking about, you're right in saying that he would have looked at what you were doing and maybe have just gone, wow. Because at the end of the day, unless you know, unless you smell it, unless you taste it, unless you feel it, yeah. then advising about it is really difficult, isn't it? So before we yeah. got onto the podcast, we were talking a little bit about um diagnostic criteria and how it's changed and and ableism maybe and so on and so forth. And and, and for me <laughs> it's it's something that's quite pertinent at the moment because I do look at you know the the current diagnostic criteria around the world of autism and so on and whoa to me the language is all negative to a certain extent Very it is much. really kind of like you know there it is, is it is kind of there's something wrong there's something wrong there's something wrong and yet your insight to why not just your son but other individuals behave in a particular way or do something in a particular way
1: yeah
0: is awesome and it's so needed for a group of professionals and individuals to have, and they don't have it. So one of the things I have a problem with is that you'll get a professional come along who has, I mean, you, you see, I mean, especially in the world of, of Zoom now that we're in and so on. You can get online training for autism that's two hours long or so. Yeah, it is yeah. Really, really, I, I paid for one. I better be careful here. I paid for <laughs> one a couple of weeks ago to see what it was like. I was gobsmacked because it really was horrendously bad. Yeah. It yeah. was basically, you know, it's basically, it was horrible. The termage use was horrible. The boxes of people was horrible. The ableistic viewpoint was really, really there, 1000%. And this is what people are accessing at the moment with their viewpoint around yes, the world of autism. It's got yeah, to change, yeah. 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 Totally. So you, yeah. you mentioned your pathway, yeah. relatively easy. You are now gorgeously and always were awesomely autistic and superb. <laughs> but your, your kids, different different yeah. story. In
1: totally. terms of them, yes, 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 oh. yes. I, I mean, it's, it's very strange because obviously my oldest Malachi is um, uh, fourteen this week, and 14. I would say it's yeah fourteen. It's crazy, um, and it's taken us. I mean, we had to go to um, Great Ormond Street's complex autism unit yeah, to end yeah. his actual diagnosis because the pathway down here is so windy and it's so full of there's some professionals out there who totally get this and there's other professionals who don't they've got very archaic ideas of what autism is and um, you know even when you question them you can see that it's really over their heads um, and because of that that caused a lot of delays in Malachi they weren't looking past the Tourette's they weren't looking past the ADHD they were like well it's just Tourette's and ADHD and I always knew there was something else pin underpinning all of this um, and then obviously got to see the professor, uh, Professor Skews at Gosh, who are oh, mm. incredible man, really, really knowledgeable on autism. And he unpicked Malachi within seconds. He was, you know, without a doubt, this child is on the spectrum, you know? And then obviously we, we did three whole days there with lots of really in-depth testing and, you know, from executive function to his cognition, to his, um, you know, his uh, pragmatic language and semantic language. And they all said the same, you know, that there's then a big sort of meeting. And down here he was going through pathways where doctors hadn't even met him and were making reports on him. Oh, people's yeah, no, no. opinions.
0: I I, I get that. I can't me. stand yes. that. It's, yes. it's it's repulsive. It is, yeah, excuse it's, me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely awful. I mean so, I've been in so a situation I I've where
0: yeah. I I've I've had um Reports from across the country, I'll say, where somebody's yeah. done a report about somebody. and I was working for a, for somewhere once. I'll be careful here, and it was very clear that this report about individual had been cut and pasted because they left uh, they yeah. left the wrong initial in. Oh, yeah, And when you yeah, looked I, at it, you realised yeah. it had just been cut and pasted <laughs> by a professional. And I just thought, this is the twenty first century. Know, oh my god! Yeah, it's yeah. Not. I had
1: exactly the same on Malachi's report actually, and then um, it came up. And it, It even had the whole name of another person talking about his epilepsy. And I was there going, really? You know, you're you're here to do an in-depth report on whether my son's autistic or not. And what you've done is effectively picked another autistic that seems to match roughly. And then you've written a report on that and just took his name out. It's just so unprofessional. It's so not person-centered. And everything, all this terminology that all of these professionals talk about... You meet with them, you know, early intervention, person-centred planning, and you go, well, where is it? You know, where, where was the early intervention with my son, you know, when he needed <laughs> yes. that support? Where was that diagnostic, robust diagnostic pathway? Not just a mix of some people that seemed to get this and some people that didn't. Mm. Um, and, and where was that, you know, support and intervention when he did get his diagnosis? You know, we got given the label. And it was like, there you go. There's your label. Off on your merry way.
0: Well, no, Thanks. I get this. I yeah. get this in, yeah. in the county we're in at the moment. I get that a lot. I get so many families saying, oh, yo, oh, 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 we're leading towards this day. Yeah, yeah, we've got it. Yeah. And it's like, you just stand there. People go, bye. Next. Yeah. And they're yeah. like,
1: That's exactly,
0: what do we yeah. do? Yeah. What, what do you mean next? You know? And it is this yeah. kind of almost like production line to to diagnosis. And then, ta off you go. Which is, yeah. I hate that term. And as it's, you know. sad. Um, it's
1: It's really sad because obviously you know, obviously on the professional circuit from from very early on, whether, whether it's the social care teams or it's the health teams or it's the education teams, the, the whole purpose underpinning all of this with children with special educational needs and disabilities, um, Clearly states that support should be there, and what I'm finding is, if it wasn't for agencies, you know, people like yourself, running the autism coffee shop, people like myself who are doing a lot of the the groups mm, and the much. the day to day meetings and supporting these families to get the right educational support, the right packages, um, you know, it's not there. It's just, uh, well, we've like you say, it's, it is effectively like a big production line of we've rubber stamped you a piece of paper. Now off you go and still fight those battles. And it's wrong because, as you know with autism, that the earlier the intervention, the better those chances for that child to succeed in a yeah. neurotypical world. Um, you know, it's not about, you know, necessarily about getting executive jobs or uh, for a lot of these children, it's about functioning in a world that is set up as neurotypical because this, you know, this world is shocking. You know, lockdown's really, really shown oh. people, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, what the world's like because world in lockdown for most of us autistics has been fantastic we've been loving the fact that you know people have to socially distance you know that's like our dream life um we've been loving the fact that you know the world isn't so busy or so loud that there's no music blaring out or lots and lots of busy cars or lots and lots of talking um you know so on that respect it's been fantastic and i think it's opening people's eyes up and a lot of neurotypical friends are saying do you know what i'm quite liking lockdown and I'm like there going, welcome to my world. Well, it's
0: like when we did, um, um, I helped a, a major a food retailer here um, do um, relaxed openings, uh, which they did yeah. for two hours on a Monday night. Um, this is well, this is going back two years plus Yes, now. I remember
1: that, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. And when I did surveys of, of every customer, every customer went, oh, it's so much nicer. The, the music isn't blaring. The tellies are turned off. It's yeah. that tunnel system. It's, it's, and so everybody was going, I like it. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. for the rest of the week, it's loud, it's blurry, it's horrible, it's yeah, overloaded yeah. and so on. Yeah. And and a lot of people miss that. It, it actually it's not just this small percentage, well, not small percentage at all of of, of individuals that that things are, are redesigned and changed for. So many people go, I like it that way. Yeah. It exactly. is loud, it's loud. It is noisy.
1: Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what irritates me about the whole DSM. You know, like obviously we know the diagnostic <laughs> criteria. Obviously, we have the ICD-10, the DSM-5 and. Uh, well, I see D11 now, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and um, it's all geared up to talking about neurodiverse people as if they're broken, and um, your broken things that we need to refer to in terms of you know this isn't working properly. This is damage. Your damaged goods instead of going. You know, the majority of the autistic people I I meet. Um, are far from that, you know, they have, you know, even people that, you know, I, I hate functioning labels, people that, you know, low function, high function, all of this, but, you know, people that may be non-verbal, people that, you know, maybe pre-verbal, um, there's, there's people out there that just because they are behaving in a different way, people are treating them as though they have nothing to offer to society. Yeah, when no, in that's fact, wrong. The one, all of the things that I was actually reprimanded at school for, Um, You know, the fact that I had no sense of authority, I wasn't afraid to stand up to authority, um, I wouldn't let things go, uh, which has been fantastic in what I do now, you know, so when I'm fighting cases, you know, particularly against, you know, equality laws and, um, you know, uh, interventions for disabled people those things are actually classed as skills in my adulthood yeah i know so, isn't it it's like
0: yeah. what is going on yeah, yeah. it's really yeah, like, feel
1: awful for having these skills as a child go no you don't do that you shouldn't do that because society says you should behave a certain way or you should do, do a certain thing and then in adulthood those skills are encouraged because they're seen as positives
0: i mean we had that that chat earlier on about the fact that you know it, I'd, my 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 journey uh, with terminology and so on has changed a lot. Obviously, um, I can remember my my oh, initial autism training. What well, I can remember working for an organisation in Cornwall thirty plus years ago, there were I think. 10 individuals in the environment that I Uh worked in and I was told this is the total population of individuals who are autistic in the county of Cornwall it's changed a bit since then yeah Uh, but (laughs) the terminology (laughs) then the ideas the thoughts the approaches it's all changed and I'm still on a journey thankfully of learning and growing but you're Mm -hmm. right people box people make assumptions people deny everybody's right to potential what they can give back to society and so on no matter where they are uh, upon this awesome spiky profile multicolored heaven of autism yeah. but we've we've so and we do we do get to talk a lot when we get the chance i know which is lush <laughs> um but but one thing i'm interested in is the fact that okay your journey was was smooth the the journey yeah. with your children has been much much more complex, and that's yeah. going to be what a lot of families go through in this and so many other counties, and it's, it's so standard, devastating, yeah. so wrong. Yeah. And as you said, that bit about great, here's your diagnosis after years of fighting the system, and then it starts all over again. You're left yeah. hanging. But thinking about a positive side of things, have, have you what positive changes have you seen in all these years? We've both been on a you know this journey
1: in terms of um you know in terms of my life or in terms of um you know uh, what's been out what's been offered out there now
0: i think what's has i think a bit of both but what's been offered is what i was thinking yeah. of in terms yeah. of what what's yeah that's
1: what i was thinking yeah
0: yeah you know, what's changed for what you can get what yeah. support there I th- is. What... i
1: think yeah awareness has been a huge thing hasn't it i mean obviously people like the nas people like yourself you know advocates like myself have I think we've worked very, very hard to get perceptions changed, to get the word out there. So I think in general, there's, there's in society in general, overall, there's a much better perception of what autism actually is. And there's less judgment. Um, I think compared to, you know, even five years ago, um, I think, you know, when people understand that your child is autistic, people tend to rather make judgment calls and more, more sympathetic towards it. And, Ah, oh, right, you know, you, you often hear it now, oh, I've yeah. got a nephew who's autistic, yeah. or, my yeah. granddaughter's autistic. Now I know why they're behaving that way. Thank you for letting me know. And yet there'll always be some people who don't get this and are quite rude. And, but the majority of people, I think, are better trained. I think, particularly on female autism, I think things are changing there. I'm seeing a lot more positives of girls that are going through pathways now, and women, who uh the professionals that are diagnosing are realising that they may present very, very differently to males.
0: Yeah, and that's that's um, a recent so change I, in my yeah, my viewpoint. Yeah, yeah, very that's much so. Something yeah. I'm
1: noticing, yeah. Whereas, like, the same people that would have gone down those pathways only five years ago,
0: yeah. and
1: they would have gone, no, you're not autistic because you give eye contact or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or... You talk, you're funny. Have a friend. Yeah. You have a friend, so, oh, you understand some humour, so therefore... So, yeah, whereas now, those same people are going back down those diagnostic pathways and are getting those labels, because I think a lot more of the professionals in those pathways are getting better training, not all yes. of them.
0: I definitely I think
1: there's a lot of work we have to do. I think, yes. there's, you know, um, you know, for example, I was chatting to you recently, you know, I've met a fantastic paediatrician on the circuit who's really passionate about this and he really wants to get out there and start working with the schools and the colleges. And, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's one of the things, you know, more better multi-agency working. I think that's where the key is, particularly for children. I think when we get those um, services joined up, And we get them all talking from the same, you know, from the same song sheet. And I think, yeah, we've got a better chance of um, supporting that person longer term. Um, In terms of, um, has it offered anything better? I I don't know. I I think nothing's really changed other than people, in my perspective, uh, my friends have laid off me a bit more. (laughs) (laughs) So whereas before there was a lot, oh, you never come out, you never do this. Now it's a lot more, Okay, we get this. Now we understand. So they'll come back to me and say, "What would make it easier for you?" Um, Rather than before, yeah, just cutting yeah. me off and saying, "Well, you don't do our style of socialising, so therefore we're going to cut you out." There's a lot more empathy with my friends that have gone. Well, I get that would be difficult for you. So, would you prefer to do this instead? Let's go for a walk, or um you know, uh, let's go to a book club. You know, something think, that would think, more along my lines. Yeah. I
0: mean, I I, I went to. I finished one part of my educational career about God seven or eight years ago now. And um, not long afterwards went to Nepal and did some work there with an awesome school and some lovely children and awesome human yeah. beings and loved it. I'm back at the times. And I seem to remember then all of a sudden there being a media explosion in autism. There was the autism, the autistic gardener, the autism girls school, which is a great oh, place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I met the head there who was awesome uh, at the conference and, you know the big bang theory and, and so on and so forth and there, there seems to be an awful lot of major changes i'm a celebrity yeah. and so on where all of yeah, a sudden the word autism not. and that to me though i may disagree with some of it that has made a change that with has made a change
1: I, I, yeah i couldn't and, deny that at all yeah and, and
0: what's interesting now as well is i've, I've met some of these advisors there's uh, the a word and and so on i've met some of the people that work on those shows again at conferences and they're lush guys and now, you know, those 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 media broadcasters are realising that you can't make a show without the true voice of, you know, yeah. individuals who's autism or, or some autistic being involved and so on and so forth, yeah? And then that's changed how the, the programme's been made, how the character's been developed. And even things like um, The Cruise Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, you know, yeah. for years that toured and now all of a sudden you know, hi, I am autistic, I'm an actor and boom, I'm playing the lead on this. And that's, that I think has changed probably perception as well. So I'd agree with you. I think this, because of that, because of more knowledge, yeah, 30 years ago, autism was like, it was Rain Man for a while wasn't it
1: it was that's yeah, all yeah, it was, it was yeah. very much you know unless you um, were stimming in a corner you know and and yeah you know reciting numbers over and over again <laughs> people just had got this really really archaic view of what what it was you know everyone if you're autistic straight away you've got to be some sort of savant you know it's oh God, yeah special, yeah what's your special power i remember well, buying the book know, yeah I'm like studying insects you know i'm <laughs>
0: passionate
1: about stranger things but it know? is oh, i love I'm that show the same show over <laughs> and over
0: <again. laughs> oh well I, I was chatting to a friend of mine and I was saying that when I'm really um, a little bit, when I'm really tired, a little bit low, I watch clips from shows I love that just make me feel great.
1: Exactly, and, yeah. and
0: and and just being a bit open here. One of them is Sherlock, the first series, and it's where yeah. he meets Moriarty for the first time by the swimming pool.
1: Yeah, I
0: play that scene. I can play it 20, 30 times in a row. I'm <laughs> in heaven. I'm in absolute heaven. Yeah, so yeah. I, I can I can be really like tired, upset, grumpy. Watch it, and I'll be grinning like a Cheshire cat. Ten minutes yeah. later I'm like, Yes, come on, this is fantastic. And I've seen people yeah. go, Are you all right? What have you been doing? Oh, watch this bit where they meet at the swimming pool and then he's got a bomb on him and all the rest of it, and he's wearing his suit and he says, Where's...? I know it all off by heart, every single line, and I love watching it. <laughs> but I do think you're right. I I do everybody think... gives
1: you that funny look.
0: I know, yeah. But <laughs> I do think that about? I know that one thing that has changed, yeah, definitely, is, is the public perception and that is so important because totally. that public perception, I think, equals power. Because with yes. that public perception and power, you then got more pressure, if I can use that term, upon the yeah. professionals.
1: Yeah. I mean, autism
0: yeah. culture is growing. Um, the world of autism is huge. And I think that a lot more professionals are exploring themselves. The training's getting better. It needs to be better, but it's getting better. And I think that a lot of people are realizing that their old, their old viewpoint has to go because it does have to go. It is, I'm sorry. And it I is, think, yeah, yeah. You know. this,
1: this was really interesting because on, on one of the adult sites the other day, they were talking about that until probably the last sort of five years ago, the only autistic advocate as such that was speaking for the autism world was Temple Grandin.
0: Yeah.
1: And as we all know, there's a lot come out about Temple Grandin's background. You know, she, she was brought up from a very ABA background, you know, yeah. she thinks from a very ableist perspective. So now you're getting people like the Neurodivergent Rebel and you're getting, yeah. you know, the AU community coming now who are saying, you know, you know that's fab, that Temple Grandin's written books and she's got her own, her own experience of autism. But as we know, you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with <laughs> autism. So we one. why are They're we fun. allowing one person to speak for a whole varied spectrum community? And yeah, I think yeah. it's brilliant that we're getting more and more voices out there, that yes. those voices are now being taken seriously and that they are having more input into what happens.
0: I mean, I'm I'm so lucky. Um, I, I'm the autism advocate. I've been, I think, two conferences with him where we presented, yeah. heard him talk. Love his stuff. Um, other individuals out there as well, and I follow a lot online and yeah. share a lot on the various Facebook pages. you right, and I've, I'm actually I've seen Temple Grinding talk, I think, twice.
1: Yeah, if
0: memory serves. Maybe three times over the years, early on, and then you know, with a kind of. Texas kind of shirt and, and I know tie yeah, and, yeah. Thing and so on and it, and it, is, it is it is interesting because you're right for so long it was just her and it's yes. one voice her interpretation I mean Chris Packham met oh, him more than once as well exactly. yeah how
1: can anyone not love Chris Packham I know very very
0: lucky to have, to have met him more than once and I so, know
1: I was very jealous
0: I know he yeah, stood yeah. on the stage going hi Chris how you doing <laughs> and um but no and it is those voices now making people realise, and it's the advocacy. It is changing. It, it it is almost an exciting time to be alive, COVID notwithstanding. Yeah, and um, to be
1: autistic as well. I think yeah, yeah. I mean, to have that pride and just go. You know, I mean, again, there's there's always those arguments over person first language and not person first language, and you know, I, I haven't met an autistic yet who doesn't like to say I'm autistic. We don't tend to go, I have autism, like it's a handbag. that we carry well, I like, there's, or, a, there's an infographic, you know isn't I mean? there? There's a picture of somebody
0: saying, yeah, there's autism, autism yeah, with yeah, a handbag. Yeah,
1: autism. I'm carrying it in a little bag. No, yeah. I am autistic. It's who I am. My brain is neurodiverse. You know, it's a neurodevelopmental condition under the DSM. It means that my brain, just like anything else, everyone else is working on Microsoft and I'm working on a Mac.
0: That's yeah. all
1: it is. We just think slightly different. We all come to the same conclusions. We all make our own way in life eventually we just do it different ways we use different yes. pathways Um, we process a little bit differently we've just got different processes inside but we're all capable of exactly the same whether you're you know um, very very you know verbal or whether you're not whether you know it, it makes no difference you will all make your own way if given that chance and I think this is what we've got to keep doing is changing society's expectations and oh, saying yes. you know why are we stopping people from stimming why are we saying oh stop doing that stop making that noise stop why you know he has a you know my son's got Tourette's you know he's got the full-blown Tourette's as well we've got coprolalia so you know if he wants to go around swearing that's his prerogative you know he can't help it he comes from his brain he has no control over it I'm not going to start penalizing my child because other people in society have an expectation that's their problem and I think you know and, and Some people see that as rebellious, but I see it as just being fair, you just accepting everyone for who they are and embracing it and just letting them get on with life.
0: Oh, come on. That that is absolutely gorgeous. And I'm conscious of the time here. (laughs) I said I wouldn't keep you too long. And I think we know past when we get together we'll talk for decades or so. We'll go for
1: hours, yeah. That was
0: superb. That final bit was incredible. I will definitely desperately want to get you back again because there's so much of your brain and your knowledge which could be shared with the global community yeah 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 that'd be lush i'm a bit back on my
1: feet now so yeah it was just obviously i was a bit poorly for a while after i got into hospital but um i was just getting very very exhausted so even just a basic conversation was you know you know what autistic burnout's like i was just getting very burnt out so physically so I'm back on my feet now, you know, I'm slowly Good. getting there and yeah, but yeah, just whatever you got, if you've got anything you want to chat about, just let oh, me know and we'll just have we, a chat. We will,
0: we will definitely have you back. So, so Marie, thank you so much no for problem. being an awesome part of, of today's podcast on the autism coffee shop. Thank you. To, to, oh, we'll get you back. Gotta get you back. You are awesome. <laughs> um, to everybody else out there, th- there were a few microphone glitches. I apologize. So I'll try and sort that out as I can. As ever, everyone, stay safe, look after yourselves, things are changing, coming into lockdown was kind of interesting, staying in lockdown was kind of interesting, coming out (laughs) of it is very interesting, Um, so to everybody out there, as ever, stay safe and look after yourselves, and Marie, thank you very much again, and take care.
1: You too as well. Bye. Bye!